Oh, no, I don't Yeah, remember. that's why we well, didn't I, I, tell you that can we I were just, already recording. Can I just say that I think you make a really valid point, but I do think that within parts of Te Ao Māori, there's definitely this need to be busy, mm. right? And by being busy, we're leaving a legacy. By being busy, mm. we're living in the light of our tūpuna. Mm. Um by showing that we are doing mm. this and we're flying here and we're flying there, um, that we're actually showing that we're making a contribution to a picture that's much bigger than ourselves. But actually, mm. this week and going home to an unveiling, this week and mm. going home to a tangi, it brings you all the way back down to being really grounded. Mm. And I think when you talk about Māori, or actually when you talk about um, even our Pacifica whānau, mm. a lot of non-European whānau, but particularly with Māori, we have a calling to be kiato, mm. to, yep. to return back to our whenua, to return back to mm. that place of hononga or connection. Mm. And often it's the urupā because it's the urupā where our ancestors sit, it's the urupā where our whānau sit, where we can actually, and we have no barriers about sitting in the urupa and just talking like they're present like mm. they're still there and so I, I mm. when you talked about that I was thinking oh I'm really mm. interested to hear this because I believe that we are very good at knowing when we need to return home mm. or knowing when we need to be kiato. I, and I, I think in a person working in a work environment that return home can look really different to different people but mm. the idea that you come back to how you feel when you walk in the room like the 80s and the 90s were all about don't bring yourself to work you know just like progress Leave it at wow. the door. and it, look how that's worked out for the freaking world um <laughs> so I think that idea that we just settle a bit more but in all work environments I've ever been in the whole uh, whole order conversation has been a tack on Yes. to a Pākehā system, which yes. is still about KPIs and, yes. and performance reviews. Yes. What we try to do at Community Research is just bring our whole selves to work, but, but not all of us because we don't. So it's only 20 hours a week, which is just code for we don't have enough money to pay you full time, FYI. Uh, but, so bring yourself to work and all your views and your world views, um, but look after yourself and acknowledge your tēnāne, your... Wairua and your whakaro. And we're in the early baby steps with that. Māori aren't in the baby steps, but an environment as a as tangata tiriti, we're mm. baby, baby steps. And I'm trying to change our health and safety plan to be a whole order plan. You've got to have the boring stuff and the legal stuff, but what does a whole order plan for kaimahi look like when you're not Māori? I find it interesting because... You know, everyone's talking about this worldwide phenomenon of tiredness. <laughs> and I'm like, well, clearly we all work within Western constructs. Sorry, I'm probably going to harp on a bit, bit about this today. Um, when clearly they don't work. For they anybody, for Māori, non-Māori, the planet. Absolutely, they don't work for anybody. And they don't nurture your well-being. Mm. They don't allow your space, allow mm. you space. Because they're so me, mm. my and I focused. Mm. They're so individualised, they're so individualistic. But how do you do that in a system which is within a capitalist system though? Mm. I mean it's that conversation we're having before about constitution transformation, don't tinker around the edges, Uh, let's, you know, climate change, don't tinker around the edges. How do you do that in that kind of system? 
I think that that's the challenge to come because what would what would real true reform look like? Mm. Because clearly over the last few years when we've had COVID, our education system is broken, mm. health systems broken, banking. There's mm. so many broken systems mm. and everyone's kind of returned back. You know, we've got this freedom now. Mm. Everyone's returning back like, oh, let's just keep on going along. Like it never all happened and mm. life's going on. I think the opportunity and it came up a couple of days ago to Con Voices um, hui is that the opportunity is that in COVID communities came up with their own solutions mm-hmm. and um, you know guess what they didn't fail mm-hmm. so in fact they thrived they absolutely and, and they thrived. stepped in a place that mm. uh, that government or other sort of types of funders or business were not in so really when the grassroots needs were happening, it was mm. the community and voluntary sector that was there. Yeah. Even before there was funding for the food banks yeah. for the first three weeks, the the communities were feeding the people. Yes, yes. Yeah. And, and they were pulling money out of their pockets. Mm. They were ringing restaurants. Or, Have mm. you got leftover food? Great, we'll take that. You know, they, yeah. they were coming up with the creative solutions those, to meet the needs. those leaders are... They were tired before COVID. And yeah. there's there's tiredness from being in a system that privileges a few because mm. that's ongoing. Mm. There's tiredness from a shock event like COVID. I, I think what I'm working on for myself at the moment is how do I be myself? Like I've worked in advertising and corporate and government. Like I just, it's just not my kainga. So I know where I am. I'm in the community sector. Um, but how do I be tired want to change the world and look after myself and, and model people for my um, and model my behavior um, for my kaimahi. I mean I'm always going on we have this joke in the office what do you mean you work five minutes over your 20 hours you know we just uh, try not to well, but so I can't either I mean sometimes I do have to but see I wanted to go back to that which is why I wrote it down because I was thinking oh so she's so you said, Danny, you said twenty hours, but actually, what's your it's, reality? What's your what's bollocks. your pono corridor right, when yeah. you talk about that? Yeah. But well, if you'd asked me, I'm oh gosh, how am I? I'm fifty something. If you'd asked me ten years ago, I would have said to you, so I'm thirty hours. Our other guy made you twenty. Thirty hours. I probably would have worked fifty hours. Mm. Now, my thirty hours, I work. 31.5 hours possibly. Some weeks I might work 35, but then I'm just going to take Friday off. Um, so I don't do that anymore, and I don't believe we should. And if we can't do less with more, mm. then we're in real trouble. Yes. Because the, we this paradigm shift of the local and the community and community being the central focus now, it's that we have had, a, we are in another paradigm shift. What does that mean? For us, do we still need to be the carers of, well, the universe? (laughs) And how do we do that? So that's my struggle at the moment. Can you talk about the transition time, though? So you're saying you used to work a lot more, Mm. now you Mm. don't. What was the pivot 
point that mm. you uh, had that revelation and then how did you actually make that transition mm. from I'm going to work all these extra hours over and above what I should be doing, yeah. what's healthy for me, what I'm paid for versus, okay, mm. this is this is what I'm going to deliver. Well, I think I just went from one job to another. I burnt out, burnt out, burnt out, had a smashing time. And before I tell you why, what I've done now to change it, I just want to tell you a couple of things from my childhood that will explain who I am. One is um, I used to literally run around in circles. My dad said that he'd watch me in a room and I would, oh, I want to go that way, I want to go that way. I was so excited about things. I would literally run around in circles. So part of it's personality. I have a lot of empathy and creativity and Leaders like me in our sector, we do really well. We give a lot and we, you know, it's awesome. Um, also, the other story is my first day of school, so I was five. Apparently, I rearranged the room before the first bell. So I've kind of got it in it's me. It's a little mark of, of <laughs> what was to come, Jamie. Oh, you're pretty I'm going to rearrange all the rooms all pretty the time. Much. Yeah. But if I'm not adaptive and creative and all those things, I can't do a job like mine I mean I do for not a lot of money I do the strategic stuff I do this the funding I do the the finance I do the leadership I do the like our roles are really about five roles you know at once um the other way that I don't work over my hours is I actually now have long COVID so I've had COVID for six months and I'm now in the chronic fatigue, um, adrenal fatigue kind of space. I'm still doing tests and stuff. So I, my body has gone, you can't be as deep a thinker as you are, as creative, as passionate. You can't give as much. You can't forgive the fact that um, you don't have a proper you know, kind of professional development scheme apart from the one that you do yourself. So my body's gone, yeah, kind of done. So while it's been really heartbreaking and I've been so miserable and tired and had to give up on a lot of life, it's been a real fantastic paradigm shift for myself. All the times I faked um, in my life, <laughs> looking after myself. Yeah, I'm going to go on a meditation mm. retreat and, oh, my gosh, I feel so cool. And I have this new calm energy. I'll just go and put it into work again or another creative project or performance of something or supporting others. That's kind of, yeah, not sustainable. So I'm now, I don't work over my hours. I've actually resigned from my role because I... I can't do the kaupapa of our organisation and the people we serve and my kaimahi any service at the moment <clears throat> because I'm um, doing beautiful things in my, for my own hoorder. Mm. So, I'm you know, I'm going to stay on in some contract capacity and I still adore what I do, but I've got to chunk down what I do. And also, it's kind of arrogance that I can create change. I want to turn it into something a bit more positive than arrogance, but... <clears throat> I suspect I'm probably better off to everyone being calmer and more more myself and um, giving myself some space. I'm also at another generation that I kind of need to just be quiet a bit more. I don't mm. need to be the biggest, loudest person in the room. 
I think my value is more just sitting back a little bit and just doing the opposite of achieving. I was just thinking about, you just used the word arrogance. and Is it an arrogance or is it that, you know, from a te ao Māori perspective, we say he tohu tēnā, mm. you know, there's... Yeah listen to the signs because mm, yeah, I feel like as you're talking mm. is it a knowing versus an arrogance and is it mm. a listening so mm. you're actually you know whakarongo mm. you're actually listening to your tinana to your wairua mm. and what it's telling you and I've just got to say I just want to mihi to you and 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 it's really hard for me to not get emotional as I say it but just to mihi to you and and you know, you've you are Mawiwi, but you're working through this this nangara that you you know that you have, and and the fact that you've that you have listened at some point and said, okay, I am going to now take time for me. So I think we could we could look at replacing that arrogance mm. with just a knowing and and a fakorongo. You know that you're listening to your you're listening to your inner you. I think it's it's good to. To call that out, and to and to talk to that. Mm. So, um, I think that's you know in my back of my head. I know we've got these questions, and one of them was how you're nurturing nurturing your hold. Oh, I think this is a beautiful example of how you can nurture. Yeah, it's, your hold. It's probably the hardest thing I've I've ever done. I mean, it's because my body went. I think with COVID, for some people, whatever things that were going on in your body, mind, and soul before you you got COVID, it comes back to bite you on the ass. Mm. So whether it's concentration or fatigue or sinuses or chest infection or colds or um, your kind of lack of connection with your mind and your gut and your body, it, come, it comes back. So all my things now, yes, it's this general chronic fatigue, but I wake up in the morning and I, I for about, before my thought processes kick in, I have this really deep sense of calm and then I can feel the moment where my systems kick in and give me those messages. I'm a lot more, because I'm slowing down, a lot more fine-tuned to what's going on. It's really, it's quite amazing. So I do see it as a good thing to kind of get my house in order, mm. so to speak. I think when you are busy all the time, and the needs are so extensive, you know, running community mm. organisations, mm. that you cannot hear those things. No. And so only when you stop and pause that then you listen. And and exactly what you're describing is that uh, even before COVID, like essentially your body, something's going to give out. So whether that's mm. your body, mm. whether Absolutely. it's your spirit, whether it's your um, mind, yeah. whatever it is, like something's going to tell you, yeah. like it's been screaming at you, well, listen, listen, listen. Like, like Mother Nature does. Yeah. I, I, I see this thing. I've been working on this idea of um, simple, simple rest. So mm. this idea that we need to go on meditation courses and we need to leave our jobs and we need to stop drinking and all, well, you know, um, it's just, it's not, it's kind of for the rich. <laughs> yeah, it's a luxury. <laughs> so what can ordinary people do? What can I do without these kind of um, very extreme things? And I've been thinking about at any moment you can drop down into your body and breathe 
Mm. And that thing of long-term stress, and I think especially for people in our sector and people who have empathy and kind of social justice uh, or have, you know, come from really tricky backgrounds, that we are in fight or flight pretty much all the time. So I've been doing lots of reading and um, um, audio sessions on activating the parasympathetic nervous system and just because I used to think it was so cool to be really busy and look how amazing I am. I'm connecting and doing all these community projects and, you know, it's awesome. But actually I've been in fight or flight for a very long time. So this idea that you can stop and rest. So simple life, uh, simple rest leading to simple peace because mm. you get that peace when you stop and you listen and you rest and then simple life. I'm sure there's a real clever, someone's would have, there'll be a Buddhist thing out there somewhere or a freaking something. But yeah, for me, at any moment, when I've got out of a Zoom and I'm running to the next one and I don't have time to go to the Whareipaku and I know one of my um, staff need to talk to me, I've just been, we've got this beautiful couch. We're at Kainuni Family Services on level six and we've got this beautiful green soft velvet couch and I've just been going to that couch and sitting in that couch and just taking three breaths mm. and that's it. So mm. cutting through this idea that we're on the go, on the go, on the go. I thought you were going to say that you lay down on the couch because like, oh. that sounds awesome, lying oh. down on the, <laughs> on the green velvet couch. I was just well, thinking of a reclining position. Well, I think that's what we think we need to do is these more extreme yes. versions, but yes. what if simple rest just some breathing. was just sitting there yeah. and breathing? Because the breathing mm. is one of the biggest things because when you're stressed and you're in that anxiety and cortisol and adrenaline stuff, it's the breathing that becomes very short, sort of shallow breathing, and then that tends tenses all your muscles, tenses mm. the blood flow to your brain so you can't think properly. Actually, if you just, you know, yes. back, just do exactly. some, yeah, exactly, yeah. some long breathing and just wow. allow your systems yeah. to to just generate. To and, relax. And to relax, yeah. Yeah, and on all levels. Yeah. I wrote this um, story the other day called How to Meditate When There's Something in Your Eye. <laughs> <laughs> I sat down to meditate my version of it. And I, but I had something in my eye, and I sat there going, "Oh, but I've just allowed ten minutes to do this, and I I've can't. Only got I've 10 got something in my eye." And I thought, "But my whole day's like that." There's always so, something in your eye. Oh, can metaphorically. I sit love that. here and I meditate when there's something in my eye? Yeah, I love that. <laughs> and just going back to, um, we really do undervalue ha. So ha is breath. your oh. breath, you know. Kei roto, kei And it really does come back a lot of the time. Simply having some focus and some practice mm. around the use of ha. And there's so many names come to mind when I think, when I say that word, because I can, you know, hear their voices saying we just need to focus on ha because if mm. we don't have ha mm. and we don't place value in our breath, mm. then we're either six feet under or whatever you choose. But really we're without tūpuna. We're no longer physically present on papatuanuku. So I think, you know, mm. getting back to our ha, starting mm. with that simple practice of ha, of breathing, and actually it's clearly shown that it can decrease levels of stress, mm. 
yeah. anxiety. There's great science out there. Yeah, hey? and it can actually Pikeyars need science to be able to make change. <laughs> and you can, and you can. It gives you great focus, and it also gives you great energy. Mm. But I think we've forgotten that. And in how this do we business. bring that into our? I mean, I would love our sector to be known not just for the caring and doing the heart work, but be, but also for being the ones that connect us with ourselves mm. and everybody else. Mm. And I think we can lead this whole water space. Well, I think this is part of what Tato Tato is, eh? Mm. It's this puno korero about where community leaders, what mm. you're actually going through in terms of your challenges around haora and your commitment and your passion and your aroha to give back to community and to, and to people. Mm. But where in all of that do you fit this? And I think mm. that that's part of this kind of conversation mm. that we're having today is where do you make the space? Or is it, you know, it's not about fitting it in. It's about embedding it. It's about exactly. part of the a part of your day. In the, at the policy level as well and in our strategic direction level, um, I'm sure there's beautiful natural examples out there of um, workplaces that do it really naturally. And, you know, maybe it's an assumption, but I imagine that there will be different worldviews in that room. Yes. In the room that created those policies and those structures. We have tikanga for so many things. Where's the tikanga of haora? Mm. Where's the tikanga mm. of well-being and how that fits into... And what, and what feeds you? Yes, essentially. Yeah. But there's no point doing that if a co- an organisation or a company doesn't place that first. Mm. I mean, what what COVID showed us, and what we're still um, pivoting with and adapting to now is at any one time we've got maybe four or five projects on the go, and maybe we're dealing with and supporting three or four other external contractors their lives change from week to week, month to month. And we are changing our work program all the time. So I think that that level of high order, the relationship, the relational side of what we do before the transactional, we, we talk about it all the time in our sector. It's become, you know, a bit of a buzz thing, which is awesome. But how do we do, what does that look like? And what are the roles, you know, because tile the environment actually does talk to us, but we've lost that ability, or not all of us. And then where does the maramataka fit mm. into all of that? Because the maramataka, mm. the lunar calendar, mm. definitely plays a role in our emotions, our karearoto, mm. and our ability to focus. Mm. And where does that fit into yeah, it? Yeah, we're planning a knowledge collision symposium next year and we've talked about thank you for that because we've talked about the idea when is the right time in that maramataka to especially as we lead up to matariki when is the mm. right time to invite people mm. to take them away from their own whenua to come to this event for the time of sharing and yeah when is the right time for that so i totally agree and that combining of a te ao Māori and other world views, I think, mm. is, well, it's what we need to be doing and everything we're doing. Mm. I mean, because the Maramataka would tell us mm. when to wānanga, mm. when to come together and hui to have kōrero. It would tell us mm. when to plant, when to reap, when to sow. Mm. 
that it's would a be seasonal, a, and we yes. see that with our own energies as yes. well. You know, like so in winter we hunker yeah. down because it's kind of dark and mm. we want to just kind of stay in the world. That would be cool to see a program based on that, wouldn't it, of mm-hmm. a professional development program based on that. Mm-hmm. That There's, would be beautiful. There are a number of amazing tohunga, tohunga, and I'm going to call them tohunga, even though that would be like cult tohunga. You know, it's really starting along with Matariki that kōrero, all mm. that knowledge of maramataka is really starting to mm, really nice. elevate too. And I mm. and I think, you know, what would that look like? That Wouldn't that be so exciting? Our, our webinar for December last year, um, someone cancelled um, no fault of their own just to actually to look after their well-being. Nice. And for us, my first reaction was, no, you've got like... <laughs> 500 people registered to this. How can you do this? And then I got over myself and we were sitting around and we kind of said, if we got over ourselves and breathed and slowed down, what do the people that we serve, so in this case the registration, the people who registered for a webinar, what do they need right now? It was, mm. I think it was the first or second week in December. And we just made a joke. Actually, Jenny um, made a joke and said, oh, we should do a meditation session and we went oh ho 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 and then we went oh so Mm. we actually got the beautiful drone coming here to do a sound healing session a pudako session so it wasn't about well actually i you know here's me saying it's not about decolonization and social change and all this stuff but actually it kind of was because it was bringing that beautiful kaupapa that you're talking about to everybody whether you're Pākehā and a government agency mm. to someone, you know, someone marae-based organisations. So you've talked about your resigning. You've resigned yeah. together. What's the next steps for Janie in terms of nurturing her holder, nurturing her well-being? I'm going to say no. <laughs> Love the way. <laughs> I'm going to say no. Like that's like a painful... <laughs> I've got to say no. Really she doesn't want to say yeah. no. Turn down one contract. I'm going to not fill up the space. Mm. I'm going to see what happens when, and I've done this at different times in my life and never quite uh, made it, but now's the time to go, who am I and what's my contribution and how do I live with tika pono and aroha mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. my own lives and therefore my community um, and let that come naturally. And my kete is full. Like there's like, you know, apparently now I've been a general manager. Um, I'm a writer, a photographer, a dharma artist, you know, I'm photo- whatever. What would happen if I just went out to my beautiful forest at the back of our house and just, I'm obsessed with taking photos of kawakawa at the moment, but the holes, yes, not the perfect yes, leaves. No. What would happen? I kind of know that that would be my, that's the place where I feel calm and relaxed. So how would it be if I spent more time there? Mm-hmm. And how would it be if I did things um, that made me feel good and calm? That's like That's like the biggest thing that I can't believe I never listen to it in the rest of my life to do things that make me feel good. I don't mean drinking and partying and running triathlons, uh, doing triathlons. Um, that only got me so far. How would it be if 
Yeah. If you looked at the holes in the kawakawa leaves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the quiet, right? Yeah. yeah. There's something, there's a theme, there's a theme coming through mm. about quiet. Mm. Like Still how do you know rest. yourself? How do you mm. know what your mm. whole self needs unless you have space to hear that? And, and your body tells you. Your, bro- right? well, your body, your mind, yes. the people who love you, everybody tells you. Everyone says, what are you doing? Do yeah. less. It's too much. You, you to look podcast, tired. You get blah, really blah, inspired blah. and then. Yes. <laughs> So every all around you, both physically, mentally, everything's like stop, slow but down. But we wait for crisis. But we, we wait just for yeah. Body to be in crisis. Then something takes over yeah. and gives you no choice. So you have to make. How that do decision. we do that and be in this sector? <clears throat> yeah, because that's that's, that's the gonna question. be. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna try not answer that when I'm doing nothing. <laughs> but that will be like I want to come back and have roles again, but not. What well, do you way. do that? By being t- tika, by yes. being pono. And aroha for yourself. And aroha for yourself. Yeah. Mm. Because the constant question I'll ask is, how can we possibly be tika pono and show mm. aroha if we're not being yes. tika and pono mm. and giving aroha to ourselves? Mm. Mm. That's such a beautiful part. I, and I think that looks different to every person. If yes, you give, absolutely. So if we give ourselves a space, we're very used to this prescribed idea of what meditation is or what rest is or what we need to do. But actually, we know so mm-hmm. much about ourselves. Mm-hmm. And your tefare tapafa, my tefare tapafa, Rochelle's tefare tapafa, everybody's tefare tapafa is going to look, smell, taste, mm-hmm. sound, and feel different. Mm-hmm. There's not a silver bullet. Mm. There's no one size fits all. Mm. It's all we do of know, that. don't we? Yes, we do know. And allowing, as a manager, allowing time in our day for that, uh, as well as we kind of you know get stuff done. I think that's really important, especially for uh, we've uh, we've got um, an African, Maori, Indian. And Pākehā, two Pākehā now, Kaimahi. And I love them when we sit down and we'll ask one question or talk about one thing and I'll think, oh, I know. And then someone will just come up with something completely different. So how do we allow, if we talk about diversity and inclusion, mm. that's a whole mm-hmm. other podcast, but you can't support diversity and inclusion if you've got the one agenda. So how do we genuinely allow people to be themselves together mm. um, in, in a calm and a restful way and allow times for that through the day and still being professional what does professional mean now we need to redefine what professional looks like i think like, we need to redefine is. lots of everything. things <laughs> Le- leadership's <laughs> another one everything all the systems yeah and i th- and i think that um you know the corporate world are faced with the same challenges m- in many instances and mm. i think there's a lot of change that needs to come but i also think that we need to be kind to ourselves mm. as well Mm. be kind to ourselves so Janie with COVID being the catalyst for you Mm. do you if that wasn't there Mm. do you think that you would be in this Mm. place now wow there's a question that's a great question would I still be in this place yes it just may look a little bit different I would hate to have got to the age of 70 if I was lucky enough to live that long go oh I get it (laughs) damn (laughs) Why didn't they tell me? Oh, that's right, they did. Oh, they did tell me. Hmm. I couldn't hear. I've always known. 
Mm. I remember I did a writing course at Fitidaya. In 1999, oh my gosh, <laughs> your eyes just widened. Um, and it was my chance, it was my chance to leave the career I had was in, as a sound producer actually for TV and film advertising. And I did this writing course going, oh, I was triggered by my mum not being well, so I came back to Aotearoa, I was living in Australia. I thought, yeah, this is it. I was nearly 30. This is the opportunity. I'm going to change my life. And then I got to the end of the course because I wanted to be a writer and I got this email um, from a sound studio in Wellington saying, oh, I hear you might be available for a job. And my heart sank. I went, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, don't apply, don't apply, don't do it, don't do it. So I did and I got it. You always get the things that aren't actually right for you sometimes. So I've had moments, but this, I really do feel this is a, quite a shift so you had I mean, trial runs effectively lots. is what My you're saying it's been a trial run yeah you had trial Riding runs where, you, where your whole system was saying stop do do this mm. in a different way mm. in a way that suits you but it's not like the things I did were terrible I've just I've done some beautiful amazing things but that doesn't mean and I don't regret anything I've done but now it's now's the time right now in all our lives this very second on this very day Right now, wherever you are listening to this, now you have the chance to change because what you're thinking and doing now is going to create your future. And on that note, <laughs> I think we've come, Kumutu, I think we've come to the end of this particular podcast. I just want to really mihi to you, Janie. It's, uh, I feel like this is such an emotional corridor. I feel like we could have talked for ages, but I have a niece who's just turn four and we believe she has long COVID. Mm. So I just want to make you for your courage. Thank you. And I love this. There, There is a sense of courage in a number of people at the moment who are just saying, you know what, I'm out. Mm. There's my resignation. Mm. I've got absolutely nothing to go to, mm. but wow. I'm really okay with that. Great opportunity. Eh? So, I, so I admire you for taking the path of being kiato and being quiet this is taking the path of the continual hundrum of life. Yeah. I think there's a there's a kind of expectation when things are tough, mm. you often feel that sense of I should do more mm. as opposed to mm. I should just step back. And yeah. But, I, you know, I just want to call something here too that thank you, thank you. But I have privilege and I have white privilege. <laughs> I'm really fortunate to be able to stop work for a period of time. Mm. So... I guess, how do we create simple rest for everybody in whatever way that is meaningful for them? And how do we include that very holistic uh, sense of supporting people? If they decide to be quiet. If they decide to be, yeah. Or if they want to. I mean, how do you be quiet when you're you're roost leaking, you've got four kids and your partner's being fired? So you, let's just get a little bit real here. But you make me think straight away of a cousin who's actually helping me support my younger son at the moment with eight kids and I don't know how many mokopona. And she lost her husband a few years ago now. Uh, and the other day she just said, oh, do you mind? I'm just going to go stay at your house because there was no oh, one there. Nice. Mm. And I rang her the next day, I said, how was it? And she said, man, it was just beautiful. Mm. 
and that was her place of quiet. Yeah, just for one night yeah. away from an, yeah. a family. But it's about you're right. How it's, do we create those opportunities yeah. of privilege yeah. or of peace for others mm. who don't necessarily have the same number of resources? Yeah. And as ordinary we do. things. I mean, yes. this project years ago. It was in India, and these white people went in and said, "We know what's right for you. We're going yeah. to we're going to build you a new house." And some clever person went, local person went, "Why don't you ask us what we want?" So they yes. sat around, and the women said, "We want some. We want a wall built so we can bathe in private." Yes, that's all they wanted. The other day, I was telling Rochelle, I got asked at a conference. How do we know that well-beings, you know, that holders working for our kaimahi, how do we know that what we're delivering is um, intentional and mm. and meets their needs? Mm. <laughs> My response was get off your ass and go and have a corridor with them. <laughs> it really was. Them. And then just shut up. ask them, get off your ass, <laughs> have awesome. a corridor with them because mm-hmm. you can have as many surveys as you want. No. But the real data, the real magic comes from kanohi ki te kanohi conversations right. mm-hmm. with, with people, yeah. face-to-face conversations, mm. to actually talk to them about mm-hmm. what it is that mm-hmm. we could be doing for their well-being. Mm-hmm. Now, we're not going to be able to, you know, please everybody, but if there's one or two things where they can feel themselves, they can see themselves and they can mm-hmm. hear themselves, then that means they're feeling valued. Mm. You're showing them that you care there's a level mm. of manaki that's going on there. There's an exchange, you know, araha mai, araha atu that's going on. Yeah, but some really, honestly, number one key to hawura is that people feel valued. Mm. Awesome. Get off your ass and have a conversation, yeah. people. And shut up. And the CEOs and management teams don't necessarily have all the answers. I don't know. They don't. No, they don't. But don't tell anyone. Yeah. That's between us. <laughs> You've been listening to a Tato Tato podcast with Tuihana and Rochelle. Proudly brought to you by Huie Community Aotearoa, Volunteering New Zealand, Centre for Social Impact and Wu Wellbeing. Tēnā koutou, tēnā rā tātou katoa.